Welcome to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, a early Monday morning. Ad- had to win. Yep. And, uh, and I guess that's a way to do it, but um, but it wasn't it wasn't pretty. They're still uh, trucking through this ugly season. Yeah, and and how about um, how about uh, Murray's play? I mean, you got to sort of wonder what's going on there. Yeah, definitely. Um, that one that one Riley Cooper catch really saved it. For me, yep, yeah, and the uh, the uh, well, and also, how about that the big interception from D'Amico Ryan's? Ryan's, yeah, Ryan's. Didn't expect that one from happening. No, so. that was really impressive for him to do. Well, at least they're five hundred now, and um, yeah, but they have to it, deal. They're, with- they're definitely five hundred. Yep, <laughs> they are definitely five hundred. So. So we we uh, we released this podcast the day before a our first preseason game, which I'm pretty excited for, to be honest with you. And I feel like we'll have more specific things to talk about. It's funny as we've gotten closer to the season, I sort of expected more things to talk about, but it it hasn't really been that way, you know. Like I have a bunch of things on our list for today, but it feels like like because everybody's mostly happy and healthy and there haven't been any roster moves really, you know, like there haven't been any signings. It's been sort of quiet and Sixers land seems sort of happy. And also with the Eagles going on, you know, all that news is sort of suppressed a little bit. So I'm excited that we'll have actual since summer league, our first actual basketball to watch and talk about. Yeah. Things are, uh, things are flying. Yeah. So, um, wait, hold on. I want to find my list of stuff. Okay, there's my list of stuff. So uh, on the list of things to talk about today, what we're going to watch for tomorrow night, uh, Dragon Bender, who I'm hoping you can educate me on a little bit. Oh, boy. I did a little investigating. A bunch of people asked me about – I had brought up a couple of months ago on the podcast the idea of a road trip, like a bus trip type thing. And I have a few dates to target, though it looks like it's going to be tough this year just because of the schedule. So we'll get to that a little bit later. We have some Twitter questions. I wanted to open up, though, with two specific things. Um, first, about the the generally really super positive tone of all of the question, of all from everybody from training camp, which seems like sort of a normal thing that everybody goes through, but it seems extra positive and um, – specifically or generally specific and I'll get to what I mean by that in a second but also but also that the that Pierre Jackson I guess has been nursing a groin injury the entire time only scrimmaged once during training camp and it it sort of given the 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 um the injury problems or the inspecific injury problems he was dealing with at summer league and now this it sort of makes me you you've been sort of I guess apprehensive about Pierre Jackson's ability to make the team recently anyway, and I think this just sort of adds to it. If the guy if the guy can't get healthy enough to even practice regularly, it just makes me sort of worried about his his potential of being there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems like they've just gone through he's gone through such a tough time, and uh, the, I think they want him to be at least compete. In camp and and sort of push some guys because he he does lay it out on the floor, but um, 
it just doesn't seem like he's healthy enough consistently. And now that there's enough guys in there that the Sixers seem to maybe favor a bit more that uh, I don't see it happening. Yeah, uh, unless he, unless he's super outstanding in these games, you know. And I, like, I get the weird feeling, and I, I don't know if he will, but I'll get, I get the weird feeling he may not even play tomorrow night all that much. I mean, if he's had, if he hasn't been healthy enough to scrimmage, I guess he got one scrimmage in. I don't know. I'm just, I. It's a shame because the idea of him has been pretty exciting, you know. And uh, D League him was awesome. And ever since he, ever since the Achilles thing, he hasn't been able to really get healthy. Or and he didn't when he did play in summer league. He didn't look that good. So I, I was excited for the idea of Pierre Jackson, but I, I think there's a solid chance the idea of Pierre Jackson is a is a, a lot different than the reality of him. Yeah, I agree. The, and, I mean, just a man, uh, just a, a basketball player named Pierre. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, yes. was enough for me to do it. Yeah, well, and I guess the only thing he has going for him is that with with Roten and Kendall Marshall not available, it's not like he's going up against a bunch of world beaters to get that other spot. You know, like Will Bikin and McConnell aren't even really Sixers yet. You know, they don't have. You know, they're not. They're not. They're, they haven't played for the Sixers. I mean, yet. they're Sixers. Yeah, well, in that, sense. yeah, we're all Sixers, but yeah, but it, in that canon is the only guy that is a real Sixer so far yet. But your prediction of opening night starting point guard Isaiah Cannon looks all too real to me right now. Yeah, it just seemed it seemed like everybody started writing him off real quick, and I I, I thought there was more more to it. Do you? Uh, so I don't know. I the only thing I know about Scotty Wilbekin is what I saw in summer league, which doesn't he seems. What what are his abilities to play actual point guard? Because he just seemed like off guard gunner to me when I saw him in summer league. Can he? Is he a legitimate more than more than Jakar Sampson as a point guard? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is he a legitimate yeah. point guard guy? Yeah. That being said, I don't know that Jakar without his hair. Yes, we'll get to that. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure. I don't want to like call him out as being better than Jakar when I haven't seen new Jakar. Right, right, right. Like to point out. Um, yeah, Wilbekin, I mean, he played four years of point guard in uh, at Florida and played on some like okay teams. Um, he was he was like he did control the game for for two years there when he started. And um, and you know, I, I he wasn't putting up huge numbers. He wasn't um, doing He's not an NBA point guard. He's not a guy in the NBA that you're like, okay, he can run an NBA offense. I think he's more, um, he's fast and and he tries hard, but I don't think that, uh, and he's a good shooter, but I don't think that he uh, he's, you know, when you look at the point guard of the future, I, I still think that A, he's not on the team, and B, if he... If the point guard of like the near future is on the team, it's Kendall Marshall. So I, I think uh, Scotty will be um, just coming in and hitting some shots, running around. I, I can't see that. I can't see them starting him. I, I feel like that'd kind of be crazy. But I mean, they started Tim Frazier, so maybe I'm maybe I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, 
I mean, if Isaiah Cannon isn't any different than he was last year, he's not an NBA point guard either. I, I mean, I can't get over how bad I thought he was. His, I was just, I guess I was just so shocked at how sloppy his handle was and how yeah. bad a how bad a passer he was. Yeah, Wilbekin like, has better has better handles. Uh, not also not a great passer, but okay. Uh, yeah, I yeah. So it it does seem. I, I guess the bummer of it all, too, is that the season is going to start without a legitimate – like I, I feel like we're going to be a little bummed with how the team looks to start the actual season because – Because you, you don't think that Roten or Marshall is going to play at the, no, at the beginning? No, they, they've said – I mean I think they, they've said that they're, they're pretty sure that neither will. So um, I mean they, they're, they're looking at a late – October return for both of them, which I guess makes it close. But everybody who has everybody who has um, returned from injury for the Sixers has taken a little bit longer than 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 the initial uh, than the initial guess was. So I don't yes. think either of them will, will be since forever. Since yeah. Sam- Took over. No one. Yeah. No one's ever come back soon. No, 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 not not sooner than expected. And I'll tell you, the only and this this is a this is an open. This is still an old open wound for me. But the only guy who they weren't cautious with in this entire thing was friggin' Tony Roten. It drives me crazy. I like. I am convinced he was playing on a partially torn ACL for two or three weeks last year because it was oh, yeah. it was quite yeah just there was a game there was a game at the Wells Fargo Center against the Nets where he was where he he went off the court with a knee thing and then played the entire fourth quarter obviously injured and ob- like he couldn't run he couldn't he couldn't do anything and then he continued to play for another week or two after that until they died that. we talked we talked about it on the podcast I think yeah i'm not sure and i don't like this yeah and it was it was ugly. like you could just i was watching it in person i was there and i was like i was screaming get him off the court because i was worried about him <laughs> just imagine you screaming at him. yeah well this is yeah from the second level by the way screaming getting <laughs> off the court so it's not like anybody heard me but the the, the three people surrounding me it was uh, it was like uh yelling who was yelling at uh who was it it was um uh, I'm, I'm mixing my when uh when apollo was playing Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, throw in the throw towel, the towel man. throw the damn okay. towel. Yes, that's, that's you from the second court about Tony Roden, who was fine until he got injured. Yes, yes. Well, so whatever. But um, it bothers me because I they were cautious with everybody else but him, and it it makes me it makes me a little worried about his future with the team. They just let him run around out there with an obvious knee injury. Oh uh, no! I'm telling you, I'm uh, whatever. So <laughs> the next thing. Before we get to tomorrow night's game, is is the man every quote out of out of training camp, and I don't know if this is the quote from every team everywhere, but mm-hmm. but they are being very specific that this year, from Brett Brown to the players to even Sam Hinkie, have been very very specifically talking about this training camp and the vibe around this training camp yeah. being better. Than the previous two. Now, and you're saying you don't buy it, Spike? No. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm not saying I don't buy it. I'm just I'm saying I'm tr- I'm I'm trying to pre- prevent myself from being oddly. I'm always optimistic about the team in general, but 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 a little more optimistic than I was. Like, it just feels like 
there is a vibe of that this season will be I think we all expected this season to be different than the previous two in teams uh, in terms of the product and in teams of in terms of the cohesiveness from the team but it seems like they are talking about it too and honestly even like Hickey who's very cautious about what he says about how good they are you know says that the engine behind the team everything feels more positive so yeah. I don't know it it, it it's a um it's exciting, I guess, that they could that we could be watching. I get. I guess. Can you put a percentage on a percentage of improvement that you're expecting on the basketball that we'll see this year compared to the basketball we saw last year? In terms of not not just record wise, or something. yeah, but but visual basketball-y. like how how much in terms of just what we're watching, how much. How much better do you expect it to be? Because last, you know, you, does does that question make sense? Do you understand? Yeah, I mean, that? I mean yeah. last year still had uh, some NBA players on the team. Yeah, right. Yes. Who else? Is, who is still there by the, at the beginning of last year? Uh, well, do you consider Michael Carter Williams an NBA player? Sure. Okay. Uh, wait. Who's hold on. there? Hold on, hold on. Let me look at. Um, the years are all running together for me. I can't yeah. even put it together anymore. Well, because we didn't. Oh, we had Thad. Let, I can't. We even had Thad for some of it. Did we? I can't had, even remember. Had, we had Brandon Davies for some of it. You got to count him. Right. Um, I mean, Jay Rich came to the end. Javale was there for some time. That was good. Luke, Luke was there. Um, yeah, Luke, who I saw on the Clippers. I watched the Clippers game the other uh, yesterday. I watched the Clippers preseason game, which, by the way, I have some comments about. Hold on. Okay. Good. Wait, hold on. Let me see the box score from last year. So. Yeah, I checked that. <laughs> it's, it's still not really. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. Chris Johnson. We had Chris Johnson last year. Yeah. yeah wasn't people, that good? People were excited about his three-point shooting ability. He was left-handed, and I do like left-handed. Yeah, they, they didn't have more NBA players last year. Just Maybe for like half of an NBA player. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no, I think that everybody – um, you know, Nerland's in his second year is huge. I think Jaleel is um, is still the most, I mean, at least on one side of the court, NBA-ready player coming in. And um, I think that it's going to help just guys having been together for another year. I think, you know, in, Covington, they didn't have Covington at the beginning of last year. Um, and so he's got to be another year confident and, and uh, just like into the system. And... Um, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. Like it'll be like, oh, this is a basketball team. This is a real basketball team, and they're not like there yet. But I think it'll for sure look like humans playing basketball rather than uh, whatever it's been. <laughs> well, well, I mean, think about this. Think about this. I mean, just in terms of uh, of talent level this year compared to last year. So last year the starting center was Henry Sims, and this year it's Julia Okafor. Yeah. So, uh, so last year the starting uh, two and three. Um, well, I mean Hollis is still there, but I mean Chris Johnson was the starting three, and we have Robert Covington this year. Yeah, and, and Stauskas. Stauskas is on the team this year. Yeah. So I I just feel like the team talent wise is is significantly improved this year. Yeah. Actually, and second second year Dakar, second year Jeremy. Yeah. Um, you get hopefully. More, more from Furkan. Now he's hitting threes everywhere. Well, and just th- think about you said second year Nerlens, but just to put that in perspective, think about the the first twenty games of Nerlens yeah. last year compared to the last twenty games of Nerlens totally. last year was totally different. And I would expect 
that Nerlens will be better this year than he was at the end of last year. You know, yeah. so so I'm, I'm excited. The only thing I'm really worried about is how the the dismay at not getting Anthony Bennett will affect the rest of the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure they'll be really worried about that. Yeah, that's my biggest concern heading in. Can you tell me what you know about Dragon Bender? Do you like I you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I haven't seen him play more than just the clips that everybody's been seeing. But I mean, he seems like the uh, sort of natural evolution of uh, like Porzingis. Yeah. Basically. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's quite as tall, or at least as long. But yeah. um, but he's fluid and he's. Smart, I think, is a lot of times you you think of like sort of blindly talented uh, international players, but not like their basketball IQ. But he's a smart player, and he's young. And he's playing with like grown ass men, and um, he he's he can shoot. He's athletic. He needs to, as always, get better on defense. But I mean, he's skinny as hell, but he's young. He's so young. And, uh, he was born in 1997. Yeah, it's not <laughs> even a year. That's so crazy. The guy's two years old. He's two years old, and he's already seven feet tall. Yeah, and and training three. So if if the world ended as we thought it would at Y2K, then he would have died at a two and a half year old. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> I was a grown man working. Yeah. And he, was, he, yeah. he has no sense of Y2 Jericho. Yeah, none. By the way, I mean, think about it this way. Like, like he could be my son very easily. Oh, Spike. Are you saying yeah. – is this, is this the announcement? No. <laughs> that I am, I am the father of Croatian basketball star Dragon Bender. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Is he going to be the – he's going to be a top three pick next year, right? I would assume. Um, like five. Okay. Like top five, people are. There's more movement there. I think. I think he's certainly a possibility, along with uh, Scal, the kid at uh, Kentucky, and then um, what's his name from LSU? Ben, ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons from LSU is. Uh, those are I think the the main candidates for the top top pick. All okay. three of them are going to be Sixers though, so I'm not concerned. At least uh, future or former or yeah. in, in some respects. So. Some respect. So here's what I'm looking for tomorrow night, and you can sort of um, you can sort of chime in on this. I made a list of things that I'm looking for that I want I want to find answers for all after the first preseason game. So I want to see Jaleel Okafor's uh, fitness level and offense against actual NBA players, or at least sort of NBA players. It'll yeah. be b- better than summer league, but seeing him operate in the post against in, in a real NBA setting will be exciting to me yes i'm i'm concerned with i'm not concerned with his fitness yet because i think it'll get there and i have no problem like just not letting him run for like eight minutes at a time just take him out just like let him sit for a little while because we're the sixers and there's no need to push it yet right um and plus you want to get more guys in there and have him playing at his peak so he's not playing tired all the time um, but I am I am definitely concerned with him at the defensive end if Nerlens isn't in there because he's just not good. So 
I hope he gets better because right now he's just not good enough. I mean, I, I saw a play with, I think Pompe- Keith Pompey posted something of just Jakar just going right by Jaleel Logafor. Yeah. And it's like, just, it's tough. He's not, he doesn't move his feet well enough. And uh, if there's not somebody in there to back his ass up, then I'm concerned he'll just get, be made a fool almost every game. Well, luckily for him, there are plenty of NBA players who seem to, uh, who have done that for entire careers and somehow been there. You know, like, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Al Jefferson? Well, Al Jefferson, but Annis Cantor just got like $16 million a year, and he's terrible. So I'm I'm not saying I want him to be terrible. I'm just saying that, like, like I think he'll be able, the good thing is, is that even if he is terrible, he'll be able to stay on the court, I would think, and, you know, and learn to not be terrible. Like, I guess you have to, I'm, I'm of the opinion that most NBA players, if they have the want to, can turn themselves into passable defenders. That the question is, you know, even with physical limitations, I yeah. think that most of them can turn into passable NBA players and the ones passable NBA defenders and the ones who aren't, or even minus NBA defenders, but not like not embarrassed on every play. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm hoping that every report about Okafor is that he is a like a hard worker and a team yeah. guy and all those things. So it's I'm just I'm hopeful that. Yeah, he goes from atrocious to at least passable at some point. Yeah, and, there was and that quote about about I think it was from Brett saying like he's been the best player at his level for his whole life, and he's still like a good team player and willing to work and not just like sort of Kobeizing himself off to the side. Um, but I'm also like if I'm playing against him, I'm just like all right, let's put him in a pick and roll every single play. Yeah, and make him roll with a guy and see if he can hang with the point guard to the basket. He's just going to get burned every time because he can't make up that. He doesn't have that extra burst of like of, of lift to, to get a guy, but I, I don't know. I'm concerned. Cause I mean, I think inside, if he's banging with guys inside, he's thick enough to where he can stand his ground. Yeah. But once you make, once you get him on the move, he's just not there. So hopefully yeah. he gets, uh, and and with that, like I'm 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 excited and I'm excited to see him and Noel on the floor at the same time. If if for nothing else, then to just see how it fits and just to what see them there. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're they're two. I mean uh, they're two very different basketball players. For yeah. for two big men, you couldn't yes. find two different basketball players. Which is sort of a fun idea, right? I mean, yeah. even if it's terrible to start with, I mean to see a guy who. Uh, yeah, I mean, physically and game-wise and all of those things, they're very, very different. And with that, I'm really excited to see – you know, I was I was more positive about Nerlens's, uh jumper toward the end of last year than I think most were. I yeah. mean, it, it was – I mean, around 14 or 15 feet, it, it didn't seem – for a guy that did not shoot any of them in college, it really mm-hmm. seemed – and who had a, a pretty dysfunctional jump shot – as he came in here, it seemed pretty good, and I'm excited to see where that is. Actually, yeah, the, they were they were showing some footage about. I think somebody wrote about about his jumper and how it's he's holding it at a better spot. Um, and if if that's a weapon, I mean, not because ah, you don't want to say like you want Nerland stepping back and taking a bunch of 19 footers, but if he can do that and space the floor at least so. 
guys can attack the basket a little bit and Jaleel can work and not get an easy double team. I think what you want with Nerlens is still like he sort of lingers and then like cuts while Jaleel's in the post if somebody tries to double him and then Jaleel just goes up top to throw an alley oop to him. Like that feels that feels like the the biggest uh, weapon to keep them from from doubling Jaleel too much. But um, I don't know. Did you see what Jaleel said about uh, about Covington? No. What did he say? He was like, I had no idea how good this guy was until I got here. He's oh, real. that just gave me chills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, I mean, I think, I think, well, and he was on my list, like, to see what he has. So he, yeah, because he, here's the great thing about him is that he already has a, a unquestionable NBA skill that'll keep him in the league for 10 years if he wants. Like, and that's, that's the biggest spike asking qualifier is like, it is. Skill. Yeah, do you have at least one? And he has one. And and it's not just – there are a lot of guys that can shoot, but he can shoot – like he's tall and can shoot, can get the shot off quickly and does not need a lot of space. So so already – and I thought defensively he was actually better than I expected last year. He – like position-wise, he was a little bit – he was better than I thought. Yeah. Um, so if he, he, he is – cover two positions. He's a big dude. He's not yeah. pushed around. No, and, and – if he can add, offensively, if he can add like a little bit of a like you know triple threat position move, like if he has like a little bit of a handle or um, or something like that, I I think he can be like I thought. So there was this weird dichotomy between what we thought was good and what the rest of everyone else thought was good. Like, and that is very obvious in guys like Jakar and Jeremy, who we got excited about, and everybody else in the world was like, "Okay, buddy." But but I think we got excited about Covington, and this was an Andrew Sharp um, point that I had. Like nobody no, nobody cares who Robert Covington is or whatever his quote was. Like Robert Covington, I think we were excited about, but I think. The rest of everyone else sort of slept on him a little bit, and he is a like he is a quality. I think he is a quality NBA starter. That guy, like I think he is a. Le- I think he has the opportunity to be an actual legit player. Yeah. So I'm excited to see, especially because we didn't see him in summer league. I'm excited to see him tomorrow night. Did Robert Covington dunk at all last year? Uh, I don't. I don't know. He must have because I feel like he can, right? I mean, he's athletic enough, right? Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I, I don't know that I've seen. Yeah, what if he dunks on somebody? That'd be cool. Yeah, I, I like dunks. Dunks are cool. All right, I'm watching a Robert Covington dunk right now. They're playing Sacramento. Yep. Oh yeah, that's not bad. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. He still got it. I guess I just think of Robert Covington. I think of just. Shooting like six of ten from deep, yep, and and not like entering the paint. So but along it, along with that, I'm sort of excited to see, um, you know, Hollis Thompson had a weird year, uh, yeah, be- because he was of, hurt for some of it. Well, and he was sick. Remember, he lost like that twenty was it, that pounds. Was it. That's yeah, yeah. Wait, that's right. That's right. And then he ended up shooting thirty or forty percent from three and had a really good last thirty games of the year, but I still. Um, th- there was a there was a very big difference between what we expected from him after we saw him in preseason and summer league last year and what mm-hmm. what he actually was and I'm I'm really curious to see whether he he was he is uh, he is too passive 
and I'm 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 excited to see because they sort of fixed his shot a little bit halfway through the season last year too. They were working in a way to get for to have him get his shot off. I think a little bit quicker. Um, I'm curious to see what a year of that has shown and whether he can show whether he is just a guy who sort of hangs on on the team or whether he is a legit contributor. And I'm curious in in the same way that I'm. I'm Excited to see what Covington has added. I'm curious to see whether Hollis is able to build on what he what he has. You know. Yeah, it's tough to look at the stats from last year uh, without being break without breaking them into two parts. Like before, while he was still like not feeling great, and then when he started to get hot towards the end. Yep. Um, but if you do look at it as a whole, his usage rate went up, his turnover percentage went down, and his assist percentage went up. So he's handling the ball more and being careful about it, and. Uh, I mean, I think the, his rookie year, it was just spot-up threes. And so he opened up some things to his regiment. But uh, I think this is the – it's tough because there's now there's actual people in the way. He played 25 minutes a game last year. I don't think, he, I don't think he'll get that many this year with, with Stauskas, with Covington, with I think maybe Rashawn Holmes probably playing a little three, sometimes Jeremy Grant, um, popping in Jakar. I think that – it, it, it's unlikely that he'll at least get past 25 per game. Um, but um, I love Hollis. I think he's, he, I would want him to be here. I want him, I would want him to be our Aaron McKee, just sort of here for a decade as, as like role player guy. That'd be the dream. Yeah, I would agree. I like, I like him, you know, I, and he, I think he would be, he would be a true, this, era of Sixers success story you know like he would be a true like to to really for them to hold on to him to not be um you know uh who's that guy Lorenzo Brown or is that his name or <laughs> yes. yeah yeah like you know one of those guys that we had high hopes for and comes and goes for him to really see this th- this thing through and to be with the team for another contract would be exciting to see happen you know yeah when was the last time they gave someone another contract yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Did you imagine just an op instead of just an option. Yeah, that'll be exciting to see who who gets one of those. We're well, we're pretty close to that when the Sixers have to decide to give someone another contract. Well, I, mean, I haven't said I haven't said another contract in years. It's like it's foreign coming out of my mouth. Yeah, Rick uh, Roten's on the last year of his deal, and I don't think he'll get another contract. I don't I like it'll be a very it'll be a very sad thing for me. Let me tell you something. When we when this team plays in its first playoff game, yeah. and and Tony Roten probably isn't there smacking the hardwood, like uh, I will cry. Like that's, don't that's I will the dream think of the podcast. It. That's that's yeah. been our that's been our refrain for years. Yeah. I think I think they'll give him another I think they'll give it to him. I think he'll like, hey, two years, eight million. Tony stays. There is no way. There's I think no so. way. I, think I would so. love it, but there's no way. I would I love think, it. I think there's, there's no- a, I think there's some more juice in that jumper. Okay, I hope so. And the final <laughs> the final thing I want to see tomorrow night is whether Isaiah Cannon is anything more than the garbage we saw last year. I just he he has to look quicker. His I mean, handle he, has to look. He, he at least was shooting the ball well. Yeah, but 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 I feel like he he can't even get the shot off unless he's five steps beyond the three point line, or yes. or somebody else is open for him. I just I want to see a different player, not a completely different player, but I want to see more than we saw last year because I was thoroughly unimpressed with what we saw. Is there anything else from tomorrow night, like aside from the guys who we have only seen in summer league? Is there anything else you're you're looking for tomorrow night? I'm just ready to get back in, man. Yeah, basketball. Not, there's nothing. There's nothing. We have stuff to talk about. We made it through the off season. 
We did. We did, and a pretty good in a pretty good fashion. I, I feel like, uh, honestly, I don't feel like any of these podcasts were like co- were content bullshit. You know, we always had a no little more bit content to talk bullshit about. than all and, of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I think so too. So a couple of people have asked me over the last few weeks about I I had brought up the idea of a uh, rights to Ricky Sanchez bus trip to an away game uh, location because my. My brother-in-law runs a uh, away game bus trip uh, company called Fans of Philly that have like have had very successful ones for Eagles and Flyers and Phillies and all that stuff. The problem is the schedule came out and there are no weekend games. Like, okay, so we're, we're taking out the possibility of flying anywhere because I don't think uh, Sixers, even our dedicated maniac <laughs> fan base, are you, are of the. Uh, what's that? Go ahead. Why don't you just take the Ricky Jet? Yeah, yeah. Why don't we just use the jet? So, so, and and though away game, I mean, and I could be wrong, but they're more expensive, the flight ones. So, so the problem is we're looking at a bus one, which sort of limits us to the New York, the two New York teams, um, Washington, and uh, if we were feeling a little bit saucy, Boston. But that also that wouldn't. Is, that is saucy. It is saucy, and would it also involve a an overnight stay, which makes it more expensive? The problem is, is that there are no real weekend games to any of these locations, and so that leaves weekday trips, which I think, which on on one level makes it less likely that people can go because if you're talking about a seven o'clock game, you at least have to take a half day off from work, um, you know. So it makes it a little less attractive, and. So here were the games that were that were at least possible in my eyes, and I'm going to say why they're impossible, at least for me at this point. And we're going to have to – we'll put – I'm not going to say these are – that we're not going to do these, but I'm going to table the discussion for a little while. Okay. Um, first one is MLK Day, which is a Monday at the Knicks. So the problem for me in that is that if the Eagles are in the playoffs – they will have played a playoff game that weekend, and I got to be on the air that Monday, and I can't be at the Knicks game. So, yeah, you know, yeah. So now maybe they won't make the playoffs, but I don't know. But, I mean, but, after yesterday, yeah, everything's a little more unclear, right? Everything's a little more. <laughs> um. So then the next one is uh, Friday, uh, February fifth, which is the Friday. Um, before uh, the Super Bowl, but also the Friday of Wing Bowl, which is a big day for me. Now, for years. Yeah, now, because I work at WIP. Now, here's the thing. If the Eagles are not in the Super Bowl, I don't know what would prevent me from taking the day off of the show, off of my show, and going to the... um, and going to this, you know, the game at the Wizards. But the problem is, is we're not going to know that for a little while, so we can't book anything. I don't know that the Eagles won't, will be in the, or won't be in the Super Bowl. But I mean, uh, you can probably listen. Here's the deal. Yeah, I would say go for that. And if on the off chance that the Eagles happen to be in the Super Bowl, everyone will be okay canceling. <laughs> It'll be they'll be happy enough to. Well, to make yeah. That move. The problem is, is that to is to do these things, you have to buy the tickets. Oh, it already so, counts. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah, you have to buy like a thirty, you know, to get the group rate on the tickets and blah blah blah. So, yeah. so then uh, the two after that, 
that make it um, that that are more possible, but the day isn't as good because it's not a Friday or Thursday. Are Monday, February 29th against the Wizards, and Tuesday, March 15th against the Nets. Um, I, you can find cheap enough tickets for both of them. But I guess my question is: Are people when I say weekday game, are you willing to take a half day on a Monday or a Tuesday to go to Brooklyn or the Wizards to do it? Um, if if it's possible that the, those are days that I can take off and I can do it, but it's whether people are willing to do a Monday or a Tuesday, which I you know I don't know. Tough man. So let me know. So let me know. The schedule makers uh, really giving it to us. I know. Um, do you want to do some Twitter questions? Yeah. Do you want to? I do. Um, we have a bunch of them actually. Let me see. Um, Anybody ask about the Eagles game? No, nobody asked about the Eagles game, thankfully. Okay. Will you? Hey, let me say, my prediction for last uh, week's Eagles game was pretty spot on, and I did was call. It? Yeah, I said I think I said 23-13 or something, but I also said three Ryan Fitzpatrick interceptions, which he came through on me with. Nice. So, yeah, so, you know. Um, let's see. So, uh, from Bill Wolf, does Christian Wood make the team? Oh, God, Bill. You're talking right to me on that one. Yeah, cut, cut me deep. I I think that he is too talented to just let go. I think that you have to. I mean, I don't. I don't think he should be counted on for anything. But I would love to see him develop in Delaware. So whatever has to happen to make that happen, I think. He, I think it has to work because he really could be something special. And. We're not at a point where we have to say we have to say we don't have time for that because we have plenty of time for that. Uh, from Brandon, this is a good question: Which Sixer has the largest? Could be an All Star, could be out of the league delta. I think it might be Christian Wood. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I think that's probably it. Yeah, I'm. What do you I'm think? Tr- well, I don't know. Um, let me think you're about still, that. You still doubling down on Jakar? Uh, well, but I don't okay. think he could ever be an all-star. Like, I, I think he could be our LeBron stopper, but I, I think I don't think he could be an all-star. <laughs> Honestly, I think it could be Stauskas. I, I think, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I think he has he has both the ability to be uh, an all-star and and the possibility that he could not be in the league in five years too. So yeah. I think I was, it could I was be thinking stopper. about it. When was the last time the Sixers had uh, a white guy that was good? Oh goodness gracious! Is it like McCullough? I, I and, mean, and and good is really yeah is because I think there are enough like Jesus I don't want to say I don't want to say racist but white people supporters in Philadelphia to where it'd be like hey we need a white guy a white guy's good that's great I mean and, it could it could fucking jeez I mean it could be Doug Collins I mean I uh, I don't. Fun. Don't say that to me. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking there, there have not been a lot of good white bas, like actual good white basketball players yeah. for the Sixers. Capono, not good. Not good. Cor- I mean, Corver, Corver. Yeah, but, but he, but I'm, I'm thinking even like good, good. Like when he was with the Sixers, it was before he was good, good. He was only kind of good. Yeah, Corver, I guess. Um, Geiger, and give Geiger some love. No, absolutely okay. not. No love for Geiger. Um, Matt Harpring? Ugh. It has not been a storied franchise no. in terms of... Life. Gordon Giracek? <laughs> no, we're, we're not... I, 
Well, do we count Europeans as white guys? I mean, Stauskas is Canadian. He's not European, though. That's not. <laughs> he's Ameri- He's still American. Okay. He is. I mean, he's from North America. I, okay. I, that's, yeah, yeah. Sure. He's yeah. North American. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not. I didn't say he was United Statesian. I just said yeah. he was American. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh. From Ryan Jones, what number will Paul George wear for the Sixers? I'm going thirteen. I'm gonna go one. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um. Wait, who's wearing the uh this the single zero? Um. Wait, or was it yeah, Cannon? Oh, oh yeah, you know what? I'm thinking about the single zero on a different team actually. Who was what game was I watching? I was watching Clippers. Clippers? Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was uh what's his name? Uh No, 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 on Denver, their point guard that they drafted. Oh, Moutier. Uh, Moutier. Moutier is wearing single zero. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the Clippers have I realized this as I was watching them. They have Lance Stevenson and Josh Smith on the same team. Uh, with with Chris Paul, like that that is that's going to be bad, right? I mean, that's not going to end well. It's going to be really fun. I can't oh, wait. Over under for Sixers wins is twenty one and a half. I would say over, right? Would you say over? Twenty one and a half is the over under. Yeah. Um, you got to go over there. I mean, they've won eighteen, nineteen, and eighteen the past two years, but they, I think I think this is this is it's time to go over. I want to see a two in front of that win column. I would love to see that. My friends at my friends were talking about the Kings possibly making the playoffs this year and I just so much optimism coming into Sacramento and I, I can't wait to see it all fall apart. And us uh, uh, to use that pick swap the next two years. From our friend Jason Lipschitz of uh of Billboard magazine, what mm-hmm. kind of growth would you like to see from Franklin this year? And actually I had a a, a question earlier from um uh, from Chris, who we sent our autographed uh, jersey to, uh, oh. who who is still bothered that Franklin is a Knicks fan, or at least used to be a Knicks fan. Um, what growth do you expect from Franklin, and does it bother you that he was a Knicks fan? Um, no, because I used to be a Knicks fan, and so was I actually. So right, <laughs> John, John Starks. Yeah, I was a diehard um, Knicks fan actually. I just had those uh, those boxers. Those are mine. Those Knicks boxers. I told you about that before. Did you? Yeah, I had Knicks boxers, and I Patrick Ewing missed that hook, that that like finger roll, and uh, against the Pacers in whatever. No. Oh uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, obviously, as a Knicks fan from that time, I remember the Patrick Ewing missed finger roll, but yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I was, I've I've written about it on Twitter a bunch of times before, but uh. But yeah, no. I have no, I have no problem with Franklin. Moving, my friend actually. This is nothing, but and just in, I always like it when, when people work for teams that they are their rivals of. Like when when the Giants j- drafted Justin Pugh, I yeah. went to high school with Justin Pugh's sister, and okay. they're they're big Eagles fans, and so then he got drafted by the Giants, and it was like, oh fuck, I guess we're now Giants fans. And uh, my friend who I went to college with from Philadelphia as well. Uh, just got hired as the Pittsburgh Penguins like pregame and postgame uh, radio guy. Oh wow! And so now it's like, okay, I guess I guess we're I guess I'm a Penguins fan. That's how, yeah, how, it might as well be. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I always think it's fun. Uh, from Chris on Twitter, does Jakar have any swag left after chopping off the lettuce? Yeah, dude, he's got a, he's got more in the tank. Yeah, I, th- I think he does. He's too. not uh, just hair; he's more than his hair. Honestly, I think this was a real power move by Jakar. Me too. Uh, you know, I, I was disappointed in the beginning, but I think 
that uh, the, that this shows that Jakar is more than just his hair, and it means he's all business, basically. All business. Uh, from Daniel on Twitter, is Dragon Bender a future Sixer? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a couple of um, a couple of like over under sort of questions, but I want to save these for. I feel like we'll do that in our like prediction podcast after the end of preseason. You know, over under this point total and blah 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 blah. Um, from Ethan, I like this one. Who will finish with more three point three pointers made by the end of the year? Uh, Covington, Stauskas, he says, or Wilbekin. And I'm going to throw in Hollis. By the way, who's going to finish with the most? Uh, Covington. Yeah, I think that's pretty. Now, what if we just say Stauskas, Wilbington, Hollis? Um, Stauskas. Um, from Joe McDermott, what are the odds that both Paul George and Kevin Durant end up on the Sixers, one hundred percent or better? Yeah, I gotta say it's already happened. Yeah, yeah. If They're... if you're listening to this podcast, it's already too late. Yeah. <laughs> um, any news on uh, on Nick Stauskas? On the podcast? No, I haven't pushed. I like I I don't want to seem desperate about it. You know, like I I um I don't know. I don't want to ask again. Like he yeah. said, he was coming on. I asked him if he wants to come on. That's fine. Like just know, Nick Stauskas, like like all of the die like a good portion, not all, a, a good portion of the diehards listen to this podcast, and it would make you. I know you're already sort of a fan favorite, but it will gain you. Like, if you have a shaky start to the season, if you have already come on this podcast, you're sort of mitigating how mad everyone's going to be at you <laughs> if you're on this podcast. Yeah. We don't talk to a lot of players, so when no. we do talk to players, we're always nicer to them. Yeah, our our favorite our favorite sixer of all time is Spencer Huss. Your favorite sixer of all our time. Our favorite sixer of all time is Spencer Huss. Your favorite sixer. Um and finally, uh from Gregory the uh, from Georgie the Greek, who is a a a, a, a a very a regular listener of the podcast. Uh, when will you acknowledge um, the Flat Top podcast as the other Sixers podcast? Um, never heard of it. Obviously, a fake podcast. There are no other Sixers podcasts. Aside yeah, that doesn't exist at all. Hey, speaking of which, a guy who uh, never had a podcast who should be should we get Max on the podcast soon? I feel like we should get Max on. Mm, no, not yet. I don't know. I don't know if he has any podcast chops. That's a good question. That's a good a good point. Yeah. I mean, I, I know on. if we if we had like a GIF podcast, then maybe we could you know have him <laughs> on. But with like actual talking, I just don't know. Uh, I buy it. I don't know. Oh, but, by the way, finally, this is a good question from Ed Rose. What's more likely, the Lakers and the Kings in the playoffs, or just the Sixers make the playoffs? What's more likely, Lakers and Kings, or Sixers? Sixers definitely the Sixers. Okay. Not even uh, Are you ready for a jigsaw? I have a question for you because yeah. I'm looking I'm looking around just poking things while we talk. Um the Sixers have of the people on the Sixers currently two of them went to the same college. What is that college? <sighs> All right. Here's my question. Yeah. Is this a major enough college for me to even have a chance? Yes. Okay. Well, let me go in my head what colleges and and we're all being clear that I do not know where anyone went to college. So <laughs> Okay, so Nerlens went to Kentucky, Okafor went to Duke. Um 
uh, and this is off the top of my head, by the way. I'm not. I'm definitely not looking at this. Don't be impressed by that, but just know that I'm not <laughs> cheating. Uh, Jakar went to St. John's. Huh? Um, uh, okay, who else? Um, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it's none of those. Okay, Hollis went to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Wilbekin went to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, what With other Henry play- Sims gone, it's not Hollis because they went to Georgetown. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, I don't know where Kendall Marshall went to college. Does that matter? Yes, it does. Okay, so it's Kendall Marshall. Oh, did he go to Florida? No. Okay. Um, Kendall Marshall. I don't know where he went to college. He got drafted okay. by the Suns. Well, this must be a new thing. Okay, can I ask uh, another question? Is, is one so, of them Kendall Marshall? Yes. Was the other one on the Sixers pr- previous to this year? No. Okay, so it's a new Sixer. Um, is this new Sixer definitely on the Sixers or only maybe on the Sixers? Maybe on the Sixers. Okay. Is it um, – okay, well, just tell me – maybe I can figure it out this way. Tell me where Kendall Marshall went to college. North Carolina. Okay. Who else went to – oh, did TJ McConnell go to North Carolina? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, J.P. Tokido Tokido. went to North Carolina. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's not bad. I sort of know where people went to college. Yeah, you almost got there. For a guy who doesn't know where anyone went to college, I feel like I did pretty good. Um, Me too, buddy. uh, You ready for a jigsaw? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here comes the worst part of the podcast for you. Uh. Play. I will play this game. Game play. I will play this game. I miss you. I will play this game. I- I'm worried. Play. I will play this game. And after the game, they were interviewing him, and they said, "How does it feel to win the ultimate game?" And he said, "If it's the ultimate game, why are they playing it again next year?" All right, here we go. I like this one a lot. You have a choice between three things. Oh, I had two more things after the jigsaw, by the way. Two more quick things. You have a choice between three things. You can either have Giant oversized lips, a giant oversized nose, or giant oversized ears. You have to have one of the three. What do you choose? Lips, definitely. Not even close. Wow, really? I, I mean yeah. like awkwardly oversized, not not like lusciously oversized. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. The nose, is, nose and ears are like gross. Lips at least could be like, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely lips, not even close. <laughs> okay. Um, to uh, first of all, uh, congrats to the Phillies for getting the number one pick in the draft, even though yes. they were tr- they were trying their damnedest. I was imagining as they took the lead in the first game yesterday of the doubleheader, what Sixers Nation would be doing yeah. if they were in this situation, and like it would have been like disastrous. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it would have been. Uh, so congratulations, um, and congratulations to you on uh, the grinder, which I actually laughed out loud like three or four times at, and enjoyed the it? whole. Yeah, and I like I I um I don't watch much TV, and when I watch TV, it's I'm taking sports out of that. Like it's mostly like snobby weird TV, like um, not network TV. Like anytime there's a network drama that. Val tells me to watch. I always say no. Like I watch four seconds of it and then I hate it. Sure. Um, so like to put it in perspective, my favorite show of last year was The Leftovers. Like I okay. I, I like things that are slow and sort of weird. And um, so um, 
to watch a anything on network TV and especially a comedy on network TV, I didn't think I would like it, but I was watching it because of you. And um, I watched it and I laughed. Like I was like, um, "What does he say all the time that he never settles?" Right? He does, that's what the the grinder never settles. Is that yeah. what he says? Like it was making me laugh. So I thought it was funny. So yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a of a, at least the character is a parody of many other like yeah. of, of the shows that you don't like pretty much. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're making fun of that, and uh, yeah, people liked it. Um, did it do okay uh, on the in the ratings? Or it did all right. Okay. Um, it could have done better. Hopefully, people the fact that everybody liked it will get people to watch more. Um, okay. But yeah, the grinder Tuesdays at eight thirty on Fox. And it was after a different show that we watched. Um, oh, you watched Grandfathered. Other? Yeah, um, and that was a, a again not a pick that I would make, but we were just waiting for the grinder. Wait and. Remind me which show that was, but I definitely watched it's, it. Uh, it's John Stamos. It's called Grandfathered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was shocking to me how weird John Stamos looks. I don't know if okay. you're allowed to comment on it, but he looks like he has had a lot of um, uh, plastic surgery and also – and this is just me saying it, not Mike um, – and also looks like like almost like he's built like a lady now almost. Okay. Like he's aging like um, – John Bon Jovi um, sort of looks like a 50-year-old lady now. And uh-huh. I I think it's always weird to me when guys are like thinner at 50 than they were at like 28 or 30. And John Stamos is like, I don't know, he's built more like ladylike now than he did when he was in Full House. So, um, But I actually thought that show was okay. I didn't think it was bad or anything. Like I thought really? it was okay. Yeah, well – I mean, I don't know. I wasn't bored and or angry during it, so that's where where I'll put that. But I actually okay. enjoyed the grinder, so I will watch it again this week. Maybe not on time. I might DVR it, but I will definitely watch it. Well, if you have a Nielsen box, then definitely watch it on time. Uh, I don't have a Nielsen box. I don't think I'm allowed to because I work um, like my the the um, what's it called uh, radio is rated by Nielsen as well. So I, okay. I don't think I can do anything with Nielsen, but, but if yeah. you're listening and you have a Nielsen box, watch it on time. Do you have like, there are other ratings. If people watch it within like 48 hours or something, does that count too or no? Yeah, no, there's like live plus three, which is like three days later and then okay. live plus seven, which is like within a week. Um, if okay. you watch it, then okay. uh, there are, it's all the ratings, the way that they get ratings is all going to change. Um, because people are watching so much of it online and like most, most, most shows have like you know more than fifty percent bump over the course of like a week of who's of who's watching it after the oh, fact. Oh wow, really? So yeah, people just don't watch TV live anymore. Like think yeah. about the last time you sat down to watch like a uh, a network show, not not you, but like anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, I'll go watch it when I get to it. Stop telling me when to watch things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing I actually watch on time is whatever the 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 current Sunday night shows are. Yeah, those um, are that's an easy because you you don't want to miss those. There's there's talking points for the next day. Yeah, and even like because we don't have anything else to do on Sunday night, and like I'm not tired from work. Like there's a lot of things that go into. And actually, Mad Men, which is my favorite show of all time, was on too late for me to watch live. So I, I would even DVR that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, that's all I got. Um, well, thanks for saying that. And yeah. um, listen, we didn't. It's Sunday. We haven't watched the Eagles game yet, so everything we said about the Eagles was not real. Oh, you're telling them? We had. They, they were. They're gonna know. I, okay. I said a Riley right. Cooper catch. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Okay. What if he can What if he has a catch? Yeah, everyone's gonna be very confused. By well, it. then make your might as well make your prediction. We're recording this before. Make your prediction, and we, we'll you know most people listened after the game last time anyway. Um, I'll make my prediction. I think I already made it. Twenty six ten. Two Kirk Cousins interceptions. Um, I think that it's gonna be another ugly game, and it's a maybe. 31-17. Eagles? Yeah, but like all the Eagles points are going to be on like defense or special teams. Okay, I'll take that. Points or points. Yeah. Okay, uh, next time we talk, we'll have two Sixers games to talk about. Pretty exciting. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. See you, bud. See you.